fictional friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shereen. And it's September, everyone. September. Wait, you do that every month now. (laughs) (laughs) I think you've done it every time. Well, I think you like it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll pretend everyone else does, too. (laughs) Um, Fall's officially on the way, so I am very excited. This is like, she's in her element. I'm in my element right now. I, the Halloween stuff's gonna come out, you know, I'm just gonna like start watching all spooky movies, even though it's still fucking hot outside. I don't care. Some of the evenings have been like a little bit cooler recently and I feel it and I'm like, it's, it's, it's on its way. There are like some fall breezes that are slowly but surely making themselves known and I'm so excited. The rest of us wait for summer all year, whereas like Megan's like, give me fall. You do not. You fucking love it when it gets I cold. do love fall. I do. I just hate winter. Yes, which is fine. I, that's understandable. Any other Canadians listening can attest to the fact that once you get past January, like, oh boy. Oh boy. Are those next couple of months <laughs> pretty rough for it most of rough. us? Oh. God, I don't want to think about yeah. it. But we don't have to for a while because it's only September, Shereen. September! So. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> in honor of not quite spooky season, because we're not there yet, <laughs> but we'd like to be. Um, <laughs> it's coming! It's coming. Um, we decided that for the month of September, we would talk about cozy mysteries. Maybe there are things that you read all the time. Maybe you've never read a cozy mystery, which is exciting because we're going to be able to teach you all about them. So it'll be really fun. I mean, you know, this is more your thing. So. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I figured that's the kind of thing like you'll, you'll be okay with that oh, 100%. because you're like, well, they're, you know, it's not terrifying it's just it's we like cozy we like cozy anything cozy mystery cozy (laughs) fantasy whatever (laughs) cozy romance cozy romance i guess romance is (laughs) kind of holiday cozy most of the time i don't know holiday books come with their own immediate sense of cozy i don't care what anyone says i feel like there's just like like krampus that's not is that a book No, but I'm giving an example of something that's holiday but not cozy. I guess so. I don't know. I think there's a cozy element to it myself. <laughs> All the animatronics are real cute. Anyway. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I like the little gingerbread man. Anyway. Moving on. Anyway, moving on. Today, we're going to kick things off for the month um, by talking about kind of different elements of cozy mysteries. So like what sets it apart from like your regular mystery genre or like your thrillers or things like that. Like what sets it apart from that? So what are kind of the elements that normally make up a cozy mystery and what that means? Um, And why we, or at least I like them. Oh yes. I like, they're like my little, they're like my little intro into like the spookier side of like the season. So it's like a really nice way to ease yourself in there. Um, Before we do that though, Shireen, what is on your nightstand this week? Well, I just finished reading all your perfects by Colleen Hoover. We all know how much I love Colleen Hoover. <laughs> You've never talked about it. So. <laughs> you know what? I got to give the woman one thing is she's got like a catchy writing style. So it's like easy to like breeze through her Kay. very serious subject matter. Okay. Um, this one was about a couple who are married. They are very much in love, but they're struggling with fertility. Um while an easy, like, easy to read in terms of, like, it being an interesting story, it's still tough 
um, to read because you know that people are going through this um, and the main character is just absolutely tortured by the fact that she can't conceive mm. um, and you know it, it's just really describing in detail all of the emotions that she's going through and the the impact that it's having to her ma- marriage mm. um, like in a really detailed way that I think you wouldn't understand if you haven't gone through this okay um, so I thought it was like it was actually honestly I will give her this one it was pretty good and I think that this is the type of book that if you were like a couple struggling with fertility um, and like you know you're not able to connect um, you know maybe like your husband or your spouse is not understanding why you know you're so upset and so emotionally invested and um, I guess uh, you know your whole emotional state is completely like turned upside down Mm -hmm. Um, I think this would be a good book to give to someone who wants to empathize but just can't okay uh because like you really get into the inner workings of this woman's mind and like what she's going through and you're just like oh man this is tough like this really sucks you know yeah that's very heavy subject matter very very heavy um so it's good but it's heavy um yeah not bad okay hmm more informational, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> more informational, less abusive than some of the other stuff yeah, you've told me about. Like, so, like, some of it I'm just like, no, I cannot do this. But this one I'm like, all right, yeah, I see the point of this one. Okay, so, all right. Yeah, I'll give go. her that one. What about you, Megan? What's on your nightstand? Uh, I am reading uh, The Only One Left by Riley Sager, which is his most recent publication from this year. What's it called? Um, the Only One Left. Oh, <laughs> You meant like it was the only one left no. from Riley Sager. I'm like, <laughs> That's the name what do you of the mean? Book. <laughs> That's the name of the book. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, really, I'm like, where am I? Like halfway through it right now? I think so. Um, really fun. Really like ugh, his stuff is just like, it's really tightly written. So when you want a thriller that yeah. just sucks you in almost immediately, read okay. Riley Sager's books. They're just, they're worth picking up that way for sure. Um uh, set in New England, a woman who's just been dealing with um, having been suspended from her work as like a caregiver, like mm. a live-in nurse type of thing for a period of time, has recently been put back on the job. But the job that she's been offered, the only job she can have right now is to go be the caretaker out on this really spooky, very gothic mansion out right on a hillside in Maine cool. for an elderly woman who is notorious in the state for 50 to 60 years prior having supposedly allegedly uh murdered her entire family so it's like a lizzie borden kind of thing like they've made a rhyme about it that the kids will repeat to each other and stuff um and so she has to go out and care for her um and you know starts to realize that there is Probably a lot more to that story than everybody thinks that there is. Interesting. Yeah. I'm really liking it so far. Very spooky, ooky, ooky like gothic vibes. Oh, yeah. Like the house and the people who work There's there. There's always a spooky house in the gothic ones. Yeah. And it yeah. works. It's just that's what makes it more gothic in my opinion. It's, it's, like, it's like a big ass spooky house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like good, like really, you know, sort of like interesting lead character. Very... I think what are going to be very interesting twists and turns 
later on in the course of the story as well. I was really into it the other night and my fiance was doing something on the computer and he sneezed really loud and I jumped really fucking high because it was in the middle of some sort of description about something about creaks and stuff in the room of the woman who cannot get up and move on her own in the middle of the night and the other one's hearing them and she's like getting up to investigate what's going on. Oh my God. I can't describe to you how loud his sneezes are because they're incredibly loud. Got a man sneeze. Oh my God. Um, But anyway, but I was just like not expecting it. I I jumped. He was in a different room, and I was like, "Oh god!" Um, I have a Riley Sager on my bookshelf there. Maybe I should pick it up. What do you? Um, something the Lake House. Oh yes, yeah. I think that was his last one before this. Yeah. Novel. So, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good one too. Actually, yeah, very like totally different story, but um, but yeah, pretty good like tight thriller, interesting, slightly haunting vibes, which is weird, but yeah. Yeah, they tend his tend to go in directions that I'm not quite expecting most of the time at the end where I'm like, oh, it's probably going to be this. I'm like, oh, never mind, never mind, (laughs) never mind, (laughs) Yeah, which I always appreciate. So, so yeah, um, I think we've gone through everything else so we can get into talking about some elements of cozy mysteries, shall we? Let's do it. Um, I think that, I mean... If you're thinking of a cozy mystery, if you're thinking of mystery in general, right? You're like, obviously, yes, there's usually like either a kidnapping or a murder mm. or a theft yeah. of some kind. And I think that mysteries, more often than not, mysteries have a tendency to be led by some sort of like law enforcement adjacent character. So they're a detective or an officer in some way, shape, or form, or they yeah. might even be like a lawyer, like the lawyer who's looking into this to try and prove that their client's innocent, whatever the situation is. But I find that when you get into the cozy mysteries, you kind of flip that on its head a little bit because yeah. in what I've experienced, I've read a good number of cozy mysteries, the vast majority of them, the main character has no law enforcement like background or anything at all as a general rule they are a normal person with a normal job who stumble into whatever the situation happens to be well i kind of see the cozy mystery as almost like an extension of like you know like the um the kids mystery like you've got like your nancy drew you've got your hardy boys famous five yeah hardy boys like all this like these are, they are not law enforcement. I would say, kids, I would right? say that like, like those types of stories are just the young adult that's what I'm version saying. of a cozy mystery. That, that's really. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like the cozy mystery is like the, the grown up version of the young adult mystery. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because there's no law enforcement. It's not as serious. Like, yes, like sometimes the mystery itself is serious. Like maybe somebody died or there's been a murder yes. or something, but because to your point, the person who's leading the investigation is not typically a detective, or maybe there is a detective, but the actual investigator is your main character. There is a detective a lot. Yes, there is. You're right. And they're kind of disgruntled that this other character is Yeah, they're always mad. I mean, I will say, like, if you go with, like, the very, like, the formulaic sort of aspect of it, the majority of the time, and again, majority, I'm not talking about all the time, most of the time, <laughs> no in a cozy here, mystery, <laughs> your protagonist is female, yeah, or female identifying anyway. Um, they, again, that's it, are not a law enforcement officer in any way, shape, or form. They just have a good amount of deductive reasoning and are able to kind of like aid in the investigation and usually... Right place at the right time. Yeah, and usually in... Um, 
against the officer's wishes, whatever detective character does show up, they start looking into what's happened themselves. A lot of the time, that's also because whatever, like usually a murder anyway, whatever is taking place is taking place like in their place of business or yeah. in their home or uh, in like in like the place of business or the home of someone that they're close to, like a family member yeah. or a close friend or something, or they have a family member or a close friend who's been accused of doing something that they haven't done. So they take it upon themselves to look into this and try to find a solution for it. But the often and more often than not because the lead character is female i find a lot of the time the detective character winds up becoming a love interest yeah i particularly mean particularly in the series like if they've got like 3 4 5 yeah, books yeah for sure i think there's always like a moment at the beginning where they get warned off by the detective and then they charge. kind of realize that and she's smart can, yeah, so like, oh, i actually need her help yeah. like there's a lot of that um you do get like you know uh, flip gender roles so like Castle was one of those right yes. they did a whole ass series about the woman being the detective and then this yep. like quirky fun person on the side like, author helping. yeah um so yeah and then of course you've got like you know there's many series out there to, to oh, Megan's God. point where it's like you know you've got kind of the same main character who's a non-detective yes um who regularly who finds regularly themselves. investigates because they find themselves <laughs> they, in the right they're like this place. magnet of like this magnet for like chaos yeah. basically where it's like all these murders happen around them and you're like god damn this must be exhausting yeah. you've seen more dead bodies than a coroner <laughs> like what is this <laughs> And then you're like, is it you? Well, I mean, you know what? I'm like, I'm like, you know, if this were in the real world yeah, and not like in a novel, I'm like, my God, somebody. Miss Marple. Yeah, they'd arrest you for something. Yeah, Miss Marple's an excellent example of like how cozy mysteries have been around for a very long oh, yeah. time. Poirot. Because, well, Poirot, I find, is a little bit more straight detective fiction. True. And yeah, he is Detective Poirot. Exactly. Isn't he? Yeah. And there are usually, I find, Poirot has higher stakes in his a lot of the time. Mm. Like, it's a little bit less, like, it's, like, Miss Marple Mysteries, I find, are more toned down. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, I've, some of the subject matter, anyway, of the Poirot stuff is a little bit more serious and yeah. severe. And there tend to be, like, slightly, like, a little bit, there's a little more action to them. Whereas True. I find the Miss Marple ones have a lot more to do with um, her reasoning out, mm. you know, like, actual, like, on her own, like, working towards reasoning out what's happened mm. and what the mystery is that needs to be solved and yeah and I find I find the majority of the time that's like a lot of what these mysteries these cozy mysteries kind of have that's different that way is that the stakes tend to be lower they do not always but there's sometimes there's a like a murder in there right oh there's usually no I find there's usually a murder I just mean that like the stakes seem a little bit less intense than like in a thriller and would you say that that's because they're supposed to be a little bit quirkier? They're trying to, like, tone down the severity of the situation? Yeah, it's a little cuter than yeah. in a... Because, th- like, like, I find, like, in a thriller is where you're more likely to get something that's like, oh, here's your unreliable narrator who's, like, a functional alcoholic and yeah. can't remember half the stuff that's happening to yeah. them. Like, all those sorts of types of stories where, like, you know, your girl on the train kind of yeah. thing. Whereas if you get into, like, a Miss Marple mystery or, like, any of the other really big ones, 
ones. Like there's like, a, there's a, I can't even think of half the names off the top of my head, but they're like the tons of series mm. that exist. Um, you know, Hannah Swenson, there's one like there, the, anyway, whatever, all of those ones, that person is usually not an unreliable narrator and they're usually not like a mess this of a human true. being in the same way. Like they'll, they're maybe like, Oh, I'm between jobs. And I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing and stuff like that. But they're not like, I'm a drug addict or no, they're just like, they're kind of like a quirky, like fun bystander. That's just there to like, get the to message be the, to the the reader and to be know? like the every man like yeah. it, it would it feels like if I stumbled into a situation like this because again this like I'm not I would act. yeah yeah I'm not law enforcement I don't have any substance I abuse problem make a bunch of lame jokes yeah. to ease the tension <laughs> like yeah and go home to my cat at the end exactly. of the day like yeah exactly <laughs> probably what I'd be doing yeah so um and also yeah and I think because there's an element of cozy cuteness to these there are so often animals involved in some way shape or form everybody's got a pet or they work at a shop where the pet shows them where the dead body is and stuff like there's so so often yeah like the twist at the end like the pet the, it's because of the pet or, or something. like the animal like showed <laughs> the them what they was talking the whole time yeah that's, that's it or like the animal yeah. showed them what they needed to see and yeah. stuff like that it happens so often it's but again such... and you get that in the in the young adult ones too oh a hundred percent yeah it's, it's like an excuse for like adults to read young adult mysteries kind of exactly. yeah that's it it's like yeah. a little like a little like reasoning of just like oh and there's a dog yay yay <laughs> Pretty much. Cat's gonna tell me where to go. Pretty much. Um, Because I would say the vast majority of the time, these the cozy, these cozy mysteries, and again, like it can be different. You find like a lot of you know books and series that are different, but God, if they don't, eighty percent of the time revolve around food and books mm. like if they don't take place in a bookshop a library a bakery a restaurant <laughs> of some kind I would be shocked mm. most of the time I'm like oh wow that's really different like it's got to be and it's always small town yeah because well, it's a smaller yes. cast of characters that way so you get closer to your locked room mystery without actually being well there's also like this like ed or element of like characters knowing each other yes. or having known each other for a very long time even if they're just acquaintances yeah and so that's where again the coziness and then the small town comes in because if which you're is also a, cozy because yeah, i like, mean like are you gonna have a cozy mystery in like the middle of new york city like, no that's it it won't be cozy. <laughs> then it'll be like a thriller like a yeah. detective thriller or something like that whereas if you have a cozy mystery in the middle of stars hollow it's cozy because it's a cute little town i am re-watching gilmore Girls, of course you are <laughs> It's that time of year. It's that time of year. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like you're, it's so much cozier to be like, yeah. oh, this is happening in like this cute little tiny town where that's it. All the business owners know each other. And the lead, as someone who's not law enforcement, will have a much easier yes. time questioning people yes, and finding out information. They also tend to be very wary of law enforcement. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and in a larger city, people are going to be like, I'm not fucking talking, talking to you, random person, yeah, like that I've you? never met before. Yeah. That's it. So it's very, I think it can happen. And I'm sure, I'm sure there are so many cozy mystery series out there. I'm sure that there is one or two that take place in a larger city of and some sort. And if there sort. isn't, then we've just given you an idea. Then we've given Go someone write it. it. Make it cozy, but somehow make it in a city at the same time. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. You could do that if you made it in like a particular borough of a city or I something. I was going to say, I'm like, you could totally do that where it's like, like the, um, 
I don't know, like the committee of like sandwich shops get together. Yeah. Oh my God, that'd be so like, cute. Like solve a mystery or something. Yeah, like, that's true. No, yeah. you could definitely do something like that. That would be really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I th- And I guess I think what works really well with the cozy mysteries too is that if you read a thriller, so often your lead is a mess. Like they're mm. a messy person. Whereas if you read the cozy mystery, more often than not your lead's like very endearing yeah. because they're quick-witted mm. and um, they're clever about the way that they go about doing things yeah. and they're determined to fix this problem, right. solve the mystery. Well, again, it's like it comes from it being like in a small town or like a character yes. that they know. It's like they have that like need to put closure on this situation because then otherwise it's going to taint their vision of their town or their yep. people or like whatever, you yep. know? Whereas like if you're talking about law enforcement, big city, like everything's like not very personal. Um, it's like, well, if we didn't, Different. if we solve it, yeah. we solve it. If we don't, then. But they're all like overworked with crazy case yeah. and stuff. It's much easier for it to be such a focus if we're in, yeah. we're in a small town where murder regu- like rarely occurs, you know, it's like not yeah. something that happens very often. So the very tiny police force is going to be able to actually focus their efforts mm-hmm. on this. Yep. <laughs> and like, I find that a lot of, not a lot, but sometimes in these cozy mysteries, it's like a really like, um uh what's the word like it's like an extravagant like thing that's happened like it's like something really shocking where you're just like oh my gosh yes and again that's it if you're in a huge city well unfortunately murders occur on a semi-regular basis shocked yes but if you're in a small town where there's you know a really low crime rate yes someone being killed during a dinner party is going to be really shocking to the whole community dinner party (laughs) you guys watch mythic quest if you haven't you should Uh, yeah it it just it adds an element of it adds an element of um I guess like how personal Mm. the story is in a way because and again because the lead themselves again if you were like some rando in Brooklyn Mm. and like came like came across something like this in this way like law enforcement would handle it and you would step away from the situation you and never think about it again no that's you, you wouldn't would, get, you involved. get involved no like, but if you're in a small town in New Hampshire or something you're much more likely like the it makes sense in my head when I'm reading these books for that character to be more invested in what's going on agreed. because they probably knew the person yeah, who died totally. and therefore start looking into what happened yep Totally. To that person. And in some cases as well, something will happen like within very close proximity of them. So sometimes they're considered suspects as Mm. well, which adds your extra little amount of banter between your detective character and your lead character. Because of course they're like, yeah, okay, fine. But like you could have done this and the lead's like, no, I didn't (laughs) know. No, I could not. No, I could not have. And it causes, it actually cozy mysteries. I find very often to lead to like enemies to lovers arcs for characters. Again, it's like, it's so personal. Yeah. Yeah. So it very often creates that in the first one or two books, like, oh, we don't get along very well because like you basically accused me of murder before. And then I had to prove that that was not the case at all. Um, And then slowly but surely over time, we develop like a good working relationship, which becomes a personal relationship which becomes a romantic relationship right. which I've seen happen in yeah several several different stories like this that I've read where you can already tell you're there and like oh, okay yeah, okay I see what's going on also yeah. um uh cozy mysteries are like rom-coms there's always a quirky best friend 
Oh, this is true. Or like there's always somebody Or like a really quirky, quirky family member. Yeah. So like they live with their weird aunt or their yeah. grandma or they have like a really good friend that they work with who's like a little bit funny. Yeah. Um, there's always going to be one. Yes. And a lot of the people as well, like the characters who are considered suspects, let's say throughout the course of the of the book um are always very like particular people there's no like bland random characters it's everybody has like their own like established sort of persona and personality because of course every everybody's a suspect like scream everybody's a suspect (laughs) but again everybody knows everybody scream to an extent is i know cozy mystery it's i know there's like a lot of like blood and gore it's a slasher well not really not really in the newer ones there is but not in the not in the original film but like they always know each other really well right and it's also so, so and the it's a group of friends who's trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, and it it's is. it's in it's in Woodsboro, yeah, and Woodsboro is supposed to be like a smaller town yeah. in California. So you know, technically, so technically, Scream is technically. A I consider mystery. I consider Scream like a whodunit kind of thing because yeah. there's that whodunit aspect in every film of like who's Ghostface in this one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like who is it? So yeah, yeah, great franchise. <laughs> love that looking forward to the next one whenever it comes out i was gonna say i'm like is there another one already there no no not with the strike going no, on right no, now and everything enough. too we're gonna be waiting for quite a while Makes sense. yeah that's normal it is what it is support the seg after yeah, strike guys y'all take your time and the wga you strike everybody really like i know you know we're doing this for for fun and as like in like a little just like you know for something fun for us to be doing but when we talk about the movies and stuff like that you know what we wouldn't have anything to talk about if it weren't for writers and actors so you know yeah okay maybe you're frustrated that the projects that you were looking forward to or new seasons certain shows were being delayed but people deserve to be compensated for what they're doing and treated as human beings and not as automatons so um not using their identities like for AI yeah stuff all of the all of the stuff going on with that is absurd so you know what support the SAG after strike we do um and I really hope that this leads to some good negotiations for the unions and that they're able to really get people at least a lot closer to what they deserve for what they're doing agree yeah Anyway, we digressed, but here we are. <laughs> um, do you guys read Cozy Mysteries? Have you ever read Cozy Mysteries? Um, you know, do, do you, you agree with us? Yeah. With do the you elements think, that we've talked about? Have we, about? like, Did forgotten we, stuff? Yeah. We probably, we probably have. have. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so you can feel free to let us know all about that over on Instagram at FullyBookedCA and at Threads at FullyBookedCA as well. And you can also check out our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better. But until next week, guys, keep on reading. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>